Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Real Estate Red Zone, brought to you by the Texas Real Estate Research Center at Texas A&M University. I'm Haley Reeder Wiley, Communications Specialist. Today is Wednesday, September 21st, 2022. On this day in 1925, San Antonio College formally opened as University Junior College with an enrollment of 200 students. It is the oldest public two-year college in Texas still in operation. The Alamo Community College District, consisting of San Antonio College and four other campuses, serves about 100,000 students in academic and continuing education programs. Now on to today's podcast. The Texas labor market was devastated when the COVID-19 pandemic shut down the state, national, and global economies. In March and April 2020, the state lost around 1.4 million jobs. Thousands of Texans decided to permanently leave the labor force, while many more updated their resumes and began the job hunt. Fortunately, Texas recovered all of the jobs lost to the pandemic by November 2021 and has been expanding ever since. Just as the economy was improving in a post-pandemic world, Recent rapid inflation and other issues painted a pessimistic picture for the economy. Despite this, the Texas job market is still growing. How did the Texas labor market fare in summer 2022? What's in store for the rest of the year? Joshua Robertson, Texas Real Estate Research Center lead data analyst, is here to share his insights. Thanks for being here. As always, it's uh, it's a pleasure to, to be on the podcast. Texas unemployment rate continues improving despite the Fed's aggressive efforts against inflation. Why is the state's rate still falling while the nation's rate has stalled? Well, we just actually got the August numbers, and we may have spoken too soon. Uh, It actually did dip again, so we might have bottomed out. And I say might, uh, you know, just kind of given the current state of the economy with the Fed uh, trying to fight inflation. Um, so we didn't actually see another, um, month decrease from July unemployment rate. Uh, it's still in good shape, but you know, we'll find out in the coming months if maybe it'll it'll dip, dip, uh, dip back down, you know, the following months. But, um, I don't know. There's a lot going on in, in play right now. Uh, what's been remarkable is just how robust the Texas economy has been in general throughout the pandemic. Um, you know, the participation rate of employees, you know, people joining the labor force has been pretty robust throughout the pandemic. Uh, for the most part, we're relatively more, more open than a lot of states. And so it shows in, in the numbers. Um, but we are starting to see signs of things slowing down. So if you look at other data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, um, Job openings are slowing down, the rate of job openings. Job quits, which is sometimes a metric for, you know, if you're optimistic about your chances about finding another job, quits are kind of the, you know, you quit first and then you find the other job. So if you have high quits, then sometimes that could be kind of a sign that people are moving from one job to the next. Um, so openings leveling out. Um, hiring is kind of leveling out. So, um you know, I, I do think that we may have bottomed out with the unemployment rate, which is still really good. Um, 
but yeah, there's there's a lot of factors uh, uh, going into play here. So, what employment sectors are the strongest and the weakest in Texas? The strongest, I'll start with. Um, you know, throughout the pandemic, professional business services has been pretty strong. It, it is slowing down some, but uh, we are at higher employment levels than pre-COVID. Uh, so a lot of the um, so during the pandemic, a lot of people that moved, at least earlier in the pandemic, uh, were homeowners. Um, you know, we're all familiar with Californians moving to Texas. Um, it's, it's actually people from the East Coast as well moving to Texas. Uh, a lot of these people are high income earners, professionals. Um, so that that really helped, uh, you know, propel the the housing market demand from from uh, from that side. So professional and business services saw a big uh, jump, particularly in, I mean, it was everywhere, but particularly in Austin uh, and Dallas, I saw the the most growth in those those sectors. Um, one that kind of surprised me, I mean, not really surprised, but it just wasn't paying attention to this as much, was uh, non-durable goods uh, manufacturing. And so what are non-durable goods? Uh, so in this case, uh, it's uh, food products uh, and then petroleum products. So that is well above uh, pre-pandemic levels right now. Um, there's other sectors that have had strong growth throughout the pandemic. Uh, well, maybe not throughout, but you know, more recently, uh, retail uh, grew a lot, particularly at the start of the year. Uh, it's tapered off since, and of course, a lot of that has to do with inflation and just kind of the uncertainty in the economy. But retail uh, has has had a good year, uh, and then leisure and hospitality uh, as people go out more. Uh, go out to eat, uh, go out to uh, on, on vacation, stay in hotels. Uh, we've seen a big that that uptick started probably like more in April and May, and it seems to still be growing. Uh, again, dot dot dot. You know, we'll see how things continue to go and develop with um, the general state of the economy. But um, in terms of uh, you know, kind of middling sectors or, or sectors that. Uh, have not done as well. Um, so construction, of course, did really well during 2021, uh, but it has uh, kind of stalled. And, and really, even though it surged in 2021, if you look at, you know, what seasonally adjusted employment was, you know, right before the pandemic, construction jobs are just kind of, they recovered, but they're not. So unlike professional business services and retail, like those job levels are far above pre-pandemic. Construction's really just kind of just recovered, um, and then other sectors. Um, a lot of pay, a lot of places, education services, you know, teaching um, that it has recovered, but it's it's just gotten back to pre-COVID levels, and then also healthcare. Um, not until recently, for for a while, healthcare was really lagging, um, you know, compared to. to uh, early 2020, uh, made some major gains during the summer. So, but again, um, just just now recovered. So th- those sectors have, have kind of uh, struggled some compared compared to others. Is current wage growth enough to keep up with inflation? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, it was doing well for a while, but yes, yeah, really since this time last year, you start seeing real wages. Uh, kind of start to fall under the, the pressure of, of inflation. So, and that's pretty universal throughout. I mean, overall wages um, are down. 
but even like I said, some of the higher growth sectors like professional business services, even that has has kind of fallen to to inflation. So I mean, it, it's 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 a big deal. Um, and again, we'll just see how that plays out. As more jobs are being added in Texas, what's in store for the housing market? Yeah, so, you know, demographics were a major factor to Texas housing. We had a lot of people move uh, to Texas. A lot of those, you know, as I mentioned earlier, are higher income earners. Um, so demand was strong. The other factor was, of course, uh, uh, mortgages, uh, sorry, uh, mortgage rates. And, you know, everyone, you know, mortgage rates are a lot higher now. So that's that's going to have an impact, um, you know, August numbers actually just came out today uh, on our website. And it looks like July was a down month compared to last year, which is no surprise because 2021 is more of an anomaly year. But July sales are actually down compared to 2019. Uh, and it looks like August is the same. So uh, year-end sales very likely are, well, it's not saying too much. Uh, year-end sales are probably going to be below 2021. Again, 2021 is an anomaly year, but at this rate, you know, July and August are normally pretty strong months. Um, so, I mean, now we're wondering, is it going to be closer to 2019 levels? Um, so, of course, mortgage rates, it's, it's easy to connect the dots that mortgage rates play a major influence. But uh, on the, the counter side, we still have demographics. You know, all those people who moved here are still here. And uh, we already had housing uh, shortages before the pandemic, and we still do today. Uh, of course, it's softening up. You know, we're getting more listings, sales are dropping. Uh, but months inventory is it is it going to go back to 2019 or you know 2019 was we were talking housing shortages then. So, um, so all that to say is that you know while the housing market is softening up. It'll, it'll just take time to see how much uh, of an impact the, the rates will have. I mean, it's a major impact, but, you know, things like prices, people are obviously wondering where prices are going to go. I mean, prices are softening up. Uh, the August numbers show that. But by how much? You know, uh, if you look at our home price index, price growth was pretty ridiculous past few years. Uh, so are prices are going to, are they going to level out, kind of peak? and have a little bit of a correction or they can go back to 2019. I, I personally tend to think more that uh, it's going to be closer to, to now. I mean, I think prices are going to be fairly sticky. But again, there's a lot of, a lot of moving parts. So um, that's the latest on the housing market. Well, thanks again for coming on. As always, it's been a pleasure. Thanks again, Josh. For more, check out the latest Texas Employment Report. Even more insights can be found in the latest Outlook for the Texas Economy report. We posted a link to the monthly reports on our podcast webpage and in the YouTube description box. Don't forget to subscribe to email notifications so you always know when the latest reports are published. As the state of Texas labor force is shifting, so are views on traditional workplaces. Companies hoping to attract and retain talent are having to consider new business models, Read Breaking New Ground, Shifting Views on Traditional Workplace Locations for more on this. The link is on our podcast webpage. And while you're on our website, check out our research library. It includes a wide variety of research reports and articles. Latest topics include 
boundary changes in property rights, option period basics, carbon credits for landowners, and more. The link is on our podcast webpage. That's going to be it for today's podcast. If you're looking for more from the Texas Real Estate Research Center, head to our website. That's www.recenter.tamu.edu. There, you'll find the latest data, research articles, news, and more. For more Texas real estate news, subscribe to Recon, our bi-weekly newsletter. You'll get all the biggest stories sent straight to your inbox every Tuesday and Friday. The link is down below. To stay up to date on when articles are published on our website, follow the Texas Real Estate Research Center on social media. You can find us with the handle at RECenterTX on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. For more podcasts like these, you can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or to our YouTube channel. All podcasts are also available for free on our website. Thanks for joining us today in the Real Estate Red Zone, brought to you by the Texas Real Estate Research Center in College Station, Texas, where we've been helping Texans make the best real estate decisions since 1971. This is Haley Reeder-Wiley, and I'll see you next time. Bye!